It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hey, Sam. Hello, Rachel. Happy podcast day. Happy podcast day. Welcome back to my living room. Thank you. I missed it so much. I'm really getting (laughs) to know your living room. Very bright and sunny day here in Colorado. So just rub it in. It's bright behind me. It's almost like I have a halo. Like I have this like godly, godly glow, glow to me. I think, oh man, it's like That's, fate. Uh, well, I'd say it's false, but <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I have a false glow because there's no light outside. Like it's, it. I have to use the light overhead light. So just go ahead, rub it in. I, I saw you you mentioned that you saw the sunshine the other day for the first time in weeks is that right yeah sam it's not been bright but we're gonna have a bright podcast so this is already yeah. starting to be a great day yes uh so um, we, you know we're all been listening to taylor swift um constantly you know yes else i think is listening to taylor swift who's that um i think our legislators are listening to taylor swift sam have you <laughs> caught did you catch yesterday the big news the ticket master hearings did you see any of that i did i did it was so fun oh my god senate meeting is never very exciting i thought i was being punked i i i'm very honored because i think there must be a lot of people in my life that know of my love of taylor swift but even more importantly you know what i love is a good Taylor Swift lyric drop. Yes. Those yeah, you're legislators really good at delivered. Yeah, they, they did. I, I just want to know, like, who went, did they all just on their own decide, all right, I'm going to throw a lyric in here? Or was that, like, guided? What, did, did Taylor Swift, did her team say, like, we need to have at least, like, 10 lyric quotes in this hearing? <laughs> in, I don't in think... Order to, I don't think her team had anything to do with it. I think the in the hearing are Swifties like the rest of us, or they have children who are, and they said, dad, mom, can you please this quote this song for me yes. today? But I... it made like, I mean, it, it was being recorded. It was being filmed and it made it to Swift talk very quickly. And it's all over the internet now. These quotes that these legislators. Did you have a favorite one? Um, I feel like also we've like. Yeah, it was the you belong with me shout out was definitely my favorite cheer captain sitting on the bleachers. How he was. 
I don't, to I don't know what he point. was saying. I also don't know what came of this hearing. I don't know the I results. don't know either. That um, that part doesn't matter to me. Um, I, can, <laughs> I really don't the care. The ticket mess I, debacle is done. We fought. We, we won the Great War. We got our heirs to I mean, you so, and I are fine. So yeah. I, I, I'm not concerned. I just was really getting a kick out of seeing these well-dressed men quoting things <laughs> like, she's a, a nightmare dressed as a daydream. Like, just like, I think that one was my favorite. I didn't uh, hear that one, but that's oh, incredible. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, it, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, apologies for going into this, but you're going to need to go look into Ticketmaster hearing and see the snippets of all the Taylor Swift songs. It was to drop it another was, lyric, golden. It was golden. <laughs> it was golden like daylight, which is shining like daylight in Sam's um, lovely th- podcast studio. I think that's it for Taylor Swift news for this week. Yeah, she's quiet. She's practicing. She's busy. She's rehearsing. She's, um, she's you know, very busy. While she's been rehearsing her songs. We've been listening to her songs, obviously, but um, yeah. this this is a segment I'm I'm excited to talk about because I like this. We're calling this segment. We're doing good. We're on some new shit. This is a chance for me to find out, Sam, what you're listening to, so I can expand my Taylor Swift library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to hear. Is there anything new? Last week you were uh, jumping into some jazz funk, which we found, by the way, that was really fun. I want to know. I, it, it's almost like that was like a you know, precursor to what we were getting this week, but I'd love to know anything, anything new that you're listening to. Are you onto some new shit, Sam? I am onto some new shit. Um, by the way, Rachel, you are including all of these things that we talk about in the show notes, which you oh, post yeah. on our Slack link in bio. I- uh, you're putting a lot of great work into that. So if anybody is intrigued by what we're about to talk about, including the, the artists we're listening to besides Taylor, be sure to uh, look at our Substack link and follow along there. So I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. I've been listening to an EP that came out. Oh, and it's sort of within the Taylor Swift cinematic universe. That is by the artist Boy Genius. Which oh. is, are you familiar? They are a little bit. Tell me more. It's a th- three women Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian. And those three have very angelic voices. They had an EP that came out four years ago, or five years ago, back okay, in 2018. Okay, that's why I know of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had a new one. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It just dropped last week. And so I, I saw it. TV post about it and but anyways they go by the name boy genius it's it's uh it's really like meaningful lyrics Gosh, yeah. it's musically it's soft but it also is like intense and it builds um one is called emily i'm sorry which is funny because our other <laughs> sib is emily and is often funny. i often i have to apologize to her for my behavior when i was a little kid but yeah that's what i've been listening to what okay all right, so this is this is a throwback. This is really random and a little bit of a humble brag. So, a couple weeks ago, I did some uh, trivia with some friends, and we were kind of the grandma, grandparent, millennials in the room. Let's just say that with a bunch of Gen Zers, and we got <laughs> second place. 
So that felt like really good. And one of the segments, like there was some hard ones or some easy ones. There was a Taylor Swift adjacent question. There was an image and you were supposed to guess who the person was and it was Jack Antonoff. So I was really thrilled that there was like a Taylor Swift adjacent question because as I felt like that was all I could bring. But um, (laughs) there was a segment where they would play songs that had a connection to feel and um, there was a song and I'm going to sing it for you and see if you know Ooh, here's yes. how here's how it goes this is my favorite part when rachel sings i know we love everybody loves it <laughs> Ooh, i'm a rebel just for kicks now i've been feeling since 1966 now might be over now but i feel mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. love that song okay do you know who sings it portugal the man oh dang see this is why you're so good at that did i ruin your punch well, yeah, I mean, I wish you we could have phoned a friend because you would have gotten it. I but wish you, just, you like, would. I wish you would. With... Oh, you came up with that so quickly. Yeah, I love we that could song. not we could not come up with it. Um we knew Rachel, we knew it. I'm actually on a trivia team here um and we do quite well, I I must okay. say. All right, I believe it. But regardless so, of that, that's what you're listening to, huh? Okay, so that's like a random song, but I had forgot. It's like a song like I used to love and I like forgot about it. Yeah. So I was having fun jamming to that song. I don't really know any of the other Portugal the Man stuff, but that was There's a fun song stuff. to like remember it. I feel and what it is still. That, a throwback 2016, maybe? Something, Something like that. It, it was it was a throwback for sure. Back when we were young. I mean a throwback, but anything before pre-pandemic feels like ages ago. Yeah. So well, yeah. That was that was a fun fight. I think this is great. We we got a couple of interesting new one songers that people can throw into some playlists here. Um, Sam, I don't know about you, but I really want to jump into it. I'm thirsty. I'm Should so we jump- thirsty. Should we jump into this ocean? Yeah, let's, the ocean separating us is liquor. Uh, okay. So let's yeah. just jump right into let's that ocean of liquor um, and get into our, what we're swigging, right? Yeah, listeners, um, before we get into the swigging, we have to give a little intro into what song we're doing this week in case you missed last week's episode. Yeah. Sam got to pick the song this week. Sam, tell the listeners what you chose. Okie dokie. We have gone th- uh, three different eras yeah. so far. Uh, hopping into a new one with Lover and yes. one of my favorite acts, which is False God. False God. God. I chose this song because it is very distinct and lyrically deep and imagery. And I thought there's some good cocktail pairings that could go along with False God. I can't so, wait to find out what you swigged. What are you I'm, swigging today, Sam? I'm, I'm very excited. This one on my mind for so oh like the cocktail you you like chose yeah. the cocktail a long time ago oh i love that i knew okay there's this song at some point for an episode and it came in pretty early episode four um and i and i knew exactly what i well generally what i would do i i knew mm-hmm. one particular i digress so i'm gonna bring it into the frame rachel and i are on a on a zoom call right now so beautiful um if you can see that this cocktail rachel is called the altar 
Oh. And uh, you can see a little garnish on the side. One of the ingredients that's in this cocktail is uh, rose hip. Rose hips. Ooh. The altar is my hips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I get it. Okay. Dang, you got me. So I love... A little known fact about me, I love rose hips. Yeah, I love I to see them during hikes. And if you're not familiar, they're they they're the fruit that remains after a rose bud has bloomed and all the petals have fallen off. The rose hip fruit that remains. It's an edible fruit. You find now, it on any it rose bush. Explain to me, because we have a lot of wild roses in Colorado, but like is it the is it the wild rose hip the same as like what somebody can just pick up in the grocery store? Have you ever tried a grocery store rose hip? Like an ornamental rose, uh, I believe, is in the same family as a wild rose. It's just is like a, a a hybrid version. So I'm assuming, yeah, that it's it still leaves an edible fruit, but I'm not familiar with the you know the, the floral taste bouquet. Of it. Okay. Of, uh, yeah, but the wild roses, the ones that I just kind of all over the place where I live, um, and after the petals have fallen off, they leave a, a fruit, which becomes. Uh, really delicious in the fall and in winter uh yesterday actually and today wow uh, i didn't know you they, could do that that's amazing yeah they stay they those plant throughout the winter um but they have a very distinct flavor to them that i i really enjoy um making syrup and, and jams out of so yeah. i made a rose hip syrup and uh, that's what's going into this cocktail uh this the spirit is a single malt scotch uh like a highlands scotch which kind of has a floral quality to it um not very smoky um there's some rose hip syrup in there and elderflower liqueur um there's also muddled orange and muddled coriander so the hips are kind of obvious it's a literal call to the lyric uh the altar is my hips but the coriander is specific because there's a lot of uh biblical mention of coriander but also in the quran um and i so i thought that'd be a fun little spice to put in there and then elderflower liqueur was also sort of worshipped um in like paganism and wiccan well the word elder is um is often a leader in the church. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's Love some it. religious this cocktail. Uh, enough about explaining it. I'm just gonna take a sip. Yeah, you're making me thirsty. That's so fun, Sam. I wouldn't have seen that coming. I love it. Yeah. So it's floral and fragrant and um, and delicious. Is it a little bit like an old fashioned, or is it more like? Um, well, I don't like sour a lot of fruit in there and because there's orange and rose hip which is actually in the apple family um this is this is a quite fruity and floral cocktail okay Mm -hmm. um so i wouldn't necessarily i think it's just its own its own deal and it's called the altar so love it yeah your turn my turn so um my cocktail comes is, is inspired by my favorite line in um it, in in this song sorry that was i'm gonna did you forget what part. song we were doing <laughs> well I, I forgot for a second what the name of my cocktail is oh okay. um okay i got i, I got it all right 
So my cocktail is inspired by my favorite line in this song. Got the wine for you. Yeah. I wondered if you were going to go. Yeah. So, um, but this is not, but this also comes from, um, there's, there's some amazing New York city, or should I say Manhattan inspiration in this song? So this is a Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it's a unique Manhattan. Okay. So, um, I, this Christmas, I got Mike a Manhattan cocktail book. Okay. So it's like all different. Thank you. Mike is my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, all these different like versions of Manhattan. And there was one that stood out to me because you have, you make a red wine syrup and I've never made a red wine syrup. So you make it kind of like a simple syrup, but you use red wine instead of water and you Mm -hmm. use brown sugar to kind of like match that rich earthiness. And so it makes like a really thick red wine syrup. I like, I used a Shiraz, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think any dry red wine would work. And then, the cocktail is super simple because it's just rye whiskey and just a little bit of this red wine syrup and just like a half ounce to two and a half of the rye. So um, it's, but it bounces out so nicely. You, um, in, in a typical Manhattan, you'll have some, you'll have the sweet vermouth, which is, is like a fortified wine. It's sweeter. You'll have some bitters. um, And so in, in this cocktail, you just do like just a, just a, a splash of this red wine, but it's just enough because it's got like the bitterness of the wine, the sweetness of the syrup. And it kind of just like, gives it just like really interesting. So, so that's what that we got. We got, we got a Manhattan. Sounds so good. Um, I think, <laughs> I really... think you'd really like it. I, I'm also really excited that I was able to use a pick during this cocktail. I've got a Luxardo cherry on oh, there yum. and I got some new picks for Christmas from our sister. Emily, um, one of which, and I don't think she knew what she was doing because she's clueless of Taylor Swift, but there is a snake. Oh. And so this cocktail pick will be making many an appearance on this that cocktail is, of Taylor Swift. Um, also, um, I try not to throw our sister Emily under the bus too much because in episode one, you mentioned she was the reason that up at taylor swift in the first place so you're she right deserves a little you're right, you're right. Um, we'll have to figure out how to bring her on I, yeah. get her to get her to swig and swift with us and i remember um, um years ago she was really into i knew you were trouble back in 2012 when that song came out so who was she into that hits, song who was um, into that Everybody. <laughs> oops i just told my showed my colors there so yes yeah, sam let's let's cheers to our cheers i love the new york references and the wine reference that is that is great i think yeah. it's time to get into a uh, false god i am so ready to do that so as we mentioned we have some spirit main leading spirits in our cocktail and every song we love to talk about the leading spirit of the song yes uh it's kind of like what is the main vibe that you're getting from this song? Um, Sam, I'm going to take the lead on this one because... Please do. I feel like I always take the lead and you have some incredible thoughts that uh, might spark some thoughts of my own. So please go ahead. Well, I'm going to... 
I'm just going to paint a story because I feel like a lot of really good songs to me come out as stories, Mm -hmm. especially a Taylor Swift song. This one, I think, is a song that was written when Taylor Swift and Joe had a fight. Yes. And their New York apartment. They're in New York City. They had a fight. And she left mm-hmm. and went through her headphones on. Now, this is obviously not true because there is no world, particularly a New York City world, where Taylor Swift could just pop her headphones on and walk out of her apartment. Okay? Wait. So without, without being attacked. I mean, she literally had to sneak away in suitcases in order to leave her apartment. But let's just imagine. I mean, maybe she went to her rooftop because she had a rooftop. And maybe this is where this experience happened and she just like paced around. But let's just picture Taylor putting on some headphones. She's angry. She left in a huff. And she's got her headphones on. And so like she she can hear the but before she puts on any sort of music kind of drown out, she she hears like the muffled sounds of the city. Um, she might hear the like clack, 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 clack of the train going by, which will come in a little bit later. Mm. And then she comes across a busker playing mm. a saxophone. Okay. Oh, so cool. I think, um, I think she's walking through Washington park right now. Cause I've been in that city. I've walked in the city in New York city recently, actually, um, with headphones in. Listening to Taylor Swift's music. I don't think Taylor Swift listens to her own music. But I think that this song is her kind of walking through upset about a fight that she had. She hears this busker and he plays this little tune and then she just starts humming it a little bit. Like whatever he was playing, she writes a song. Um, so now this is our second song in a, in a row that has like a very sexy vibes. Yes, it is. So... Um, bear with us i mean taylor goes on a lot of different journeys but but apparently we're leaning into her sexiness and like this is ours i don't know but we're just two siblings talking about sex there's nothing weird about that like absolutely (laughs) not weird it's it's the the cocktail really gets there (laughs) okay uh so but so obviously we in this song we get we get a lot of religious elements we get a lot of um, some some sexy time elements but I yeah. I wanted to say I just feel like that's like the story that I hear when mm-hmm. I when I get the song do you do, you, do you have a spirit cool. of this song what you kind pretty of story much, do you hear did I you did covered cover it? covered it the the story I picture your story by the way that she escaped and she heard a busker with a saxophone because the saxophone is such a random thing mm. to include in this song yeah. but it has she so ever well. used a saxophone before or i was since? actually gonna ask that and maybe swiggies call us out if this is sure. incorrect but i don't know if there's any other song taylor swift song that uses a saxophone um sure. but yeah you definitely covered it it them having an argument um it also there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of religious and sexual uh, imagery and undertone it's sensual and uh, it's a deviates a lot from the other songs off of lover uh, lover to generalize is a very upbeat 
sort of bubble pop sound mm -hmm. this this song almost i think would fit on reputation because it's just a little darker um but yeah i actually had to check it a couple of times because i thought it was on reputation definitely a lover in, track. in my memory yeah and it makes sense that it's a lover track it's about joe uh right. you know we're assuming and uh like like most of the lover songs um well, this is a great opportunity for us to jump into the musical mixology of it. We've already kind of hinted at some of the sounds that lead yeah. this song. Um, every good cocktail has layers, and there's some really interesting ones here because there is a strong musical layer that starts and ends, well, goes throughout. We've already mentioned it. That's the saxophone. Yes, the sexy, uh, the axe. sexy sound of saxophone, the Phil Collins '80s, uh, you know Kenny G vibes of a saxophone, which was so interesting. And I have, to, I would love to be a person. I I've never like listened to Lover all the way through, like as a new in the way I've listened to Midnight's, like oh. Release night, listening to the album, beginning to end. I've had hints of the music before I actually listened to each song. So I feel like I didn't get the true authentic experience um, of diving into it. Uh, but I feel like when a listener would first hear that saxophone, it would be like, whoa, where is this coming yeah, from? It's, uh, I, I hear the saxophone like it's good. poppy quirky song the saxophone ditty that you hear in the first few seconds of the song it it's it doesn't have the rest of the song it's its own complete yeah. melody and it's sort of like boppy and quick and it doesn't really lend it lead into what false god actually sounds like it's very unique and interesting if i just heard that intro of the sax in front of like i think it would almost be more sensible it's so unique that that's and, and i like that you think that she heard some saxophone dude playing in the park and that was maybe the melody that she took from that and that's why it was leading into god but Saxophones in general are like sensual and, and kind of, you know, again, with the word sexy, sexy and sexual. Um, but yeah, it almost seems really like poppy and quirky and upbeat when you first hear it. But then it, it blends into that deep and that, that bass that you hear throughout False God. There's some really interesting drum tracks on this song. And I'm not much of a percussional like breakdowner person but except for when i'm break dancing um <laughs> in this beanie do we have a do we have a minute for you to break dance uh, no. can that be captured podcast <laughs> no i suppose not um but yeah so but the, the saxophone is unique you do hear it again a little bit later um i really want to this is a good time for me to ask you rachel if you've watched the snl performance of false guy yes i did see that SNL. In fact, uh, that's like the one of the best ways I think to visually experience this 
song that was mm-hmm. I so what was interesting if listeners don't know it was like they used the SNL saxophonist or or, or like the, the SNL um, direct, yeah. music director guy yeah. um, and I would be curious because there's a there's a part towards the end um, when she he he does it like an ad lib oh no she she does her like love kind of and he like, towards the that. end and he echoes that and that's mm-hmm. and i i heard i like watched the snl thing and i was like oh i don't remember that happening in a song so i went back no. to the song and it doesn't it happen doesn't. In the song. no there's a lot of things in that performance that don't happen in the actual recording the yep. one the one criticism i have about the song false god uh, let me let me not call it a, crit- a criticism i want to call it a sin um Ooh, yes. is that the song is too short <laughs> And I only yeah. say that selfishly because I love it, yeah. but yeah. Um, the SNL performance is almost four minutes long versus like the, you know, two or three minute version. Um, the saxophonist in the SNL performance is like solo after between the chorus and the second verse that you yeah. don't hear on the lover recording. And it's, my preferred version is the SNL. Yes. Yes. She does. She does a great, uh, she has a great vocal performance. The visuals that you get from that performance. Um, Swiggy's, if you have not watched or listened to the SNL performance of false God, it's also unique because it's such an odd track to choose for an SNL performance. That same night she did perform lover, which made more sense, but rather than performing another single, she chose that song um which wouldn't be expected i wasn't expecting it but when you think about the themes of new york city and that yes. saxophone it definitely yes. works for you know, um, yeah i thought i thought it was a, a great brilliant it, i thought it was a brilliant choice and yeah I, one of the things i didn't necessarily mention in, in like the spirit of the song is like there's a love of new york city that that comes and she sings about that so Mm -hmm. much but but i think that's why like i hear it there's some so some of the music sounds that i picked up on okay i did the headphones trick where you gotta like really get the headphones in apparently i missed my kids saying goodbye to me on the way to school because i had the i I, like came down like the kids already left oh yeah they left they said goodbye well i missed it totally because i had my headphones really close to my ears because I wanted to hear the sounds and there's a a couple of really cool moments so first of all the bass sound like the 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 musical bass it sounds a lot like an organ which to me I hear organ I hear church yeah you know it's like I I think there's like some really cool music things that are happening with that interesting um there was also this thing that maybe that's the percussion that you're talking about, but there's this like clap, 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 clap that happens in uh, periodically through the song. It's like a, and it sounds like clap, clap they're there, but what I was imagining, and I kind of already hinted at this was the sound of the train going by or you know, uh... like now if she's walking in the West village, there are no elevated trains in the West village. But let's imagine maybe it was going, a, you know, by underneath her feet, like the yeah. subway. You can, like, still, you can hear, still hear the sounds mm-hmm. of like the clack, 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 clack. It's such, yeah. as somebody, like we both lived in Chicago, like that mm-hmm. sound of a train just going, going by. Um, you literally that, had the L train in Chicago zooming right past your guys' li- 
literally so so that sound is a very familiar sound to me so yeah i just i thought like that those elements were really cool and then yeah. at the beginning so the the beat that comes into the song it's to me it's like a slower paced lavender haze mm. beat and i know um it and and lavender haze has that similar swirly sounds wow, to me wow, it's wow. yes so i hear you know when you're walking by like a club or a yeah. bar and it's like muffled a little and bit it's muffled yeah. and then like you might like open the door and then you hear it but then you close yeah. it and it's like wow wow or you're like in a club and you go to the bathroom whatever like there's like that sound which is why i think i i picture her going out at night walking by like these busy loud crowds and then like being angry and then sad and then wanting to go home yeah to her yeah the production that jack does on this song is is very unique as i mentioned before it doesn't sound like a lot of the other lover tracks i let me take that back it doesn't sound like any of the other love right right um and there's that one part hint to midnights oh absolutely yeah there's the part in falls how am i gonna this to come through when I'm singing it, but it's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I, wrote, I don't know. What I that... literally wrote down, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, it's a fun, it's a fun and random, but that's New York City, I think, right? Um, yeah. yes, like, like a random horn honk or whatever. Sure. Yeah, it um, sound like I that. heard somebody say they didn't like it because it sounded like a fart. <laughs> 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 Like, one way to make me giggle (laughs) those are grumpy people it it was my seven-year-old oh yeah Yeah, just kidding just kidding but that loves farts that would be something he would say (laughs) uh yeah so okay and then i just have one more thing that i want you to go back sometime and check and tell me if i'm wrong so at the very end of the recording there's like this distorted um sound that if you listen in headphones, sounds a little bit like love you, still love you, what? kind of repeated. Okay. It's at the very end and it sounds a little bit like the midnight's uh, distorted sound that she uses, yeah. uh-huh. you know? So I, I could, I could be wrong, but I love the, I love the idea of like this this is her like going back at the very end. Like she's gone back. Home. This is, this is my, so- my story full circle. She's gone back home and she's like, I love you. I still love you. I'm going back to you. And where do you, where, where do you the hear very, that? It's a very end, which I picked up on when I went back to check on, is there a saxophone solo that happens in the end? There isn't, but there is a interesting, just like bass weird. Well, still love you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really creepy. If someone was like, oh, sounds like so, they're vomiting. Really, maybe, maybe so. It's like it's creepy, but that's cool. Go though. back, go back and listen. Okay, and I'll listen to it for the fifteenth time. We yeah. uh, just so you know, this is a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit about this poll um, that we introduced <laughs> last week. Uh, Spotify is this awesome opportunity to put a question there and have um, listeners vote. And so we had two amazing, 
<laughs> two great <laughs> listeners vote on our question last week, which was, which song do you hear more of an influence? Sam's pick or Rachel's pick? Right. Two great listeners. One picked one, one picked the other. I think those <laughs> listeners are Sam and Rachel. <laughs> we found out that we were voting for ourselves. Okay. And we were the only two people that voted. <laughs> right. So this is so- this is us telling you now, there is a poll on your Spotify app where you can answer a question. If you have the, this episode that you're listening to right now, yep. pulled up, scroll down or look at the show notes of it, the details, the, the notes, whatever. So the here's poll. the question. Do you hear the love you still love you or is Rachel at the very you? end or is Rachel drunk off of her Manhattan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's our, there's our song of the week. Sam, I am, <laughs> I know that like we've only touched on like some of the layers of the song, the, yeah. the most exciting part are the lyrics of this. This is this, this we need to get into the the Taylor's twist of this yeah. of this song. And um I'm I'm gonna let you take the lead. Okay. Where do we begin? What are you hearing first? I well my favorite part of this song are the lyrics. Um actually I don't know. This song this the, the sound quality of the song is so amazing too. But the lyrics are unique. We've already talked about like the theme of this song being about a fight. Um I sort of want to break down why we think that, right? Um, in, in terms of the lyrics. Um, what's interesting is she starts the song off with, we were crazy to think that this could work. Remember how I said I'd die for you? Yeah. Uh, which a makes little... me think that it's almost like already over, but I, it, at first you think that, oh, it sounds like this is definitely over, but eventually she comes back around. But yeah. the fact I that would, she's- I'm gonna... To interject for a second, I do think throughout the song there's some interesting t- use of tense, yes. like that yeah. that confuses me. So uh-huh. I, I get confused. That, I think that's why it's kind of hard to say. Like, is she remembering? Yeah. Is it like current? Yeah. In, in fact, in general, Rachel, this song does confuse me um, because I have like alternate theories about what this song is yeah. about. Okay. And what each thing means. She's using a lot of like lyrical symbolism, which is one thing that she is excellent at doing, which, you know, she makes the listener kind of ponder and and interpret it in their own way. But this, in this song, especially, there's a lot of like innuendos and and specific, right? Uh, We were crazy to think that this could work. Remember how I said I'd die for you. Putting it in the past, like we were crazy that, like this was never a good idea. I said I'd die for you. Like that's a crazy thing to say. Um, I love we were stupid to jump in the ocean separating us remember how i'd fly to you mm-hmm. this lyric is great because li- there's literally an ocean between yes. joe from london and a literal Taylor ocean. in new york but right. it, of course it is a metaphor as well like jumping into the ocean meaning like this vastness this uh this like depth which is symbolic of their love you know the romance they're about to embark on um, but it's also literally there's an Atlantic Ocean separating the two. So that that she does that. I'm a confused by I wonder if you have thoughts on remember how I'd fly to you. Yeah. So here's I I sometimes think like the 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 leap that they did into the ocean is actually the fight. So like we we remember because she says, Remember how I used to fly to you? It was just like if I had just flown to you. We, we wouldn't be drowning in this ocean. We wouldn't be drowning in yeah. this ocean. That's what I think um, as well. Then goes on to sing, I can't talk to you when you're like this. Like, yeah. I'm frustrated with you. You're, you're frustrated with me. 
you're staring out the window as if I'm not your favorite town. She then uses New York City as a metaphor for for what she means to him. And later she uses yes. it to metaphor to is that a word? <laughs> it is today. <laughs> to if to, swiggy is a word, metaphorize is, is one too. We can just do that. But it, you know, we we know that she loves to sing about New York City and what that means to her. It comes up in a lot of her yeah. lover and reputation, and of course, 1989. I love how she says, "I'm New York City." Like, yeah, I am fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> I am the New York City of the music industry, right? Like right. I am I'm the, the best whole city. city. I'm I the am the whole city and best city. Mm-hmm. Like I am the Big yeah. Apple, and don't you want to take a bite out of me? Right? Wow, that was great. Uh, c- did you know, Sam, that in part of the Lover promo, she used this lyric in an ad in New York Times and Spotify? I think. Did you I know didn't this? know about this, but in okay, I'm gonna link a picture to it because it's basically it's a full page ad. It looks like a letter. It says like "Dear Lover." That's what it says. "Dear Lover," I can't talk to you when you're like this, staring out the window. Like I'm not your favorite town. I'm New York City. Love Taylor, and that was the promo For lover? to Lover. Oh, yeah. I didn't Which know I that. Is, I don't know if there were other ones that she did, but I think that's yeah. really. It's just really interesting. And that's what gives me a clue that she really loves this song. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she chose it. I mean, it's it's got like so many. It's got Lover. It's got New York City. Like it's got yeah. some perfect perfect elements to share. But that's I just, it, what point. an interesting thing. Um, I still do it for you, babe. Is like it, that he's doubting whether this relationship is going to work or, or maybe yeah. his, his feelings are like waning for her. Um, also, I just want to say that the term doubt is also used a lot in religious context. When right. you, when you, when you doubt um, a higher being um, that's, I, I get this. Impression. And later maybe that she's doubting if this relationship is, is working. I mean, she literally says we were crazy and we were stupid. She's calling herself crazy. It was pretty powerful words to she's mad she, she is mad but it like to even go into this relationship in the first place to be crazy and stupid um is she regretting it she's she's not sure it's there's a lot of emotion that she sings that that's when she's singing this these first lines here um but the the new york city with what she represents to, to him is is so great. And of course, then she goes on to saying, they all warn us about times like this. They say the road gets hard when you're lost and you get lost when you're led by blind faith. Of course, faith being another religious well, term there. And here's um, the antithesis to doubt. Blind faith yeah. is, you know, it's unquestioning belief. So, so like... I kind of think this is like a realization that like they had this, you know, you start into a relationship thinking like it's perfect. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. It's delicate. It's, it's all these like, like perfect lover beginnings. 
this is their this is a first big fight that they're yeah. having mm-hmm. and she's saying i like to think that she's saying like we were crazy to think this would always be perfect like oh yeah what did, mm-hmm. you know like and we were just like we, we we had an undoubted faith that this was just like perfect and amazing and and, and you know that that was our false god yeah a, a, essentially Okay, and... so I want to ask you, Rachel, what yeah. does the term to you, false god, mean? What is a false god? A false god is is having a belief in something that is not God, right. that is not actually perfect. It's it's putting a belief in, into something that is not the actual all-powerful, perfect, whatever, which I think is so there's so I think there's two things that go on here for her with false god which is like for one to worship a, if you were a religious person if you put all of your like worship and undoubted love into anything technically but god then it's a false god that's a sin it's a if sin you will. It's, it, isn't that one of the commandments is you shall not thou shall have no other gods gods right right yeah. and but i i actually believe that that what it's saying is you should not think that anyone else can be as perfect and all my like um as god like god is the only one that the, the rest of us don't have to be perfect the rest of us don't the rest of us can be sin sinners like that's that's the whole point to me let's just get into religion here but, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry like like we but the false God here, I think is sort of like, we still, we still think that this love is perfect and we want to keep coming back to it. Even if we know it's not like, even if we know it's going to be a long, hard road, like even, yes, we will still worship this. We will still come back and say like, you're my favorite city. (laughs) Like you're Mm -hmm. my favorite. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I think that's, by definition, I think you're absolutely right. It is a, you know, it's a false, th- you, it's, it's worshiping something that's not the almighty, right? Yeah. And yeah. the whole theme of the chorus then is she's attributing this love that she has with him to that is worthy of idolizing and worshiping mm-hmm. and praising, even though it is not God, our heavenly father almighty that you go to church like sing about it's yeah. it's it's like her own version of church perhaps or yeah. her own of god but she recognizes it as it's a god. like yeah um it's not the real thing um i i want to make up a little story when Ooh, i was story time when i was a little kid i went to summer camp it was boy scout camp and one of the camp counselors we were doing some sort of like wilderness a survival, uh, you know, course, trying to get a merit badge. And the counselor was fire, false God. That was the first time I had ever heard the term false God. And I thought it was very unique. He described building a fire to to save you as a false God, because in the moment it is God-like, it it can save you, it can it can like help you cook, but you know, I see where if, you're going with if this. you're in the woods, eventually the fire goes out or you can just walk away from the fire and you're no longer warm. Right. So in that sense, he called it a false guy. I think the whole point of him telling us that is 
be prepared in a wilderness <laughs> survival situation. Like because you're a boy scout, be prepared. Don't just rely on a fire to to save your life. Like you also need to like hunt and whatever, build a shelter. Right. That was his whole point. Um, but I've never. But also, a, that. a fire could burn it all down if you're not wow. careful. Literally, absolutely, and they it's could- also interesting because a, a, a flame could be eternal. Um, but I think in the context trying to survive this flame will go out eventually like you you know or whatever it's don't put all of your your hope of your faith into this one thing that is a false god right and so i i sort of view this song as being her viewing her relationship with him as being maybe not like if, this, if I walk away from this or if it goes, it's over, you know? And here we're going to get into the lyrics of it. His religion is in his lips, as in, like, what he mutters or or the she kisses is, like, holy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The altar is her hips, as in where he goes to worship is her body. This is, yep. like, where the sexual undertones really come in her the altar is her hips i think that's there's there's undeniable like sexual imagery yeah, there right, right totally um let's get into the second verse and my favorite lyric which is i know heaven's a thing i go mm-hmm. there when you touch me mm-hmm. honey hell is when i fight with you i yeah. love that part of the song lyrically but i also love how the drum track kicks in right when she says fight uh, so if you listen to that Ooh, song, I did miss Hellas that. I can't fight, go back. And it like kicks in right there. Um, up until that point, she's just singing. There's not a beat. And then the the drum kicks in when she says fight. And I think it's really oh, that's cool. cool. She could also just sing like, I go to heaven when you touch me or um, fighting is hell. But she's, she uses those lyrics in a different way structurally the the like the sentence that she's trying to say heaven's a thing i go there when you touch me hell is when i fight with you it's very very unique and interesting uh, those are my favorite lyrics in the entire song um so this goes into my my favorite part which i here's here's more really like amazing religious imagery that she uses she talks about make confessions and we're begging for forgiveness got the wine for you yeah and you know, she's talking about like Holy Communion, where you come, you ask for forgiveness, you're given wine and bread. Wine being the blood of Christ, like right. it gives you forgiveness if you if you drink it. Right, which yeah. which we are you know, re- reminded that we at communion that we are not perfect. That's why we have communion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I kind of think what she, you know I I get this idea that she's like. I'm reminding you too. Like I got the wine for you. I'm reminding you too, that we're going to need to have to beg for forgiveness. We're going to have to do confessions. Like this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to come back to each other. Yeah. Kind of like they're trying, she's trying to remind him. I get the idea. Like maybe he's starting to give up and she's trying to remind him like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like we're this and and this kind of goes into later when she, they like they all warned us about times like this, which I wonder if that's why it's um, we would still worship this love, even if they warned us it would be hard. Yeah, 
that's that's kind of like almost like that's her response to people saying this is what happens when you're led by blind faith and she's like i don't care like yeah. mm-hmm. i i will i would still worship this love even if it was a false god because right. you matter that much to me <laughs> you can't talk to me when i'm like this that's what i was trying yeah. to get you yeah and you can't talk to me when i'm like this daring you to leave me just so i could try to scare you she's you know she's mad she's like pushing him away but only she's like playing hard to get right only so that he can she's just trying to scare him into you know like daring him like i I dare you to leave me she doesn't want him to leave her she does not want him but you're the west village what's unique is earlier she's new york city to him which is like you know the we just discussed that the big bright city yeah. that is one of the greatest cities but specifically she, he's the west village to her which is the the her home right that's oh. where she, that's where she lives and Man, that's, that's where she good. resides and that's yeah. where she hangs out and yeah. cornelia street is there uh it's 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 so much more specific about new york city not only does she love new york city but she loves her home and he is her home right um, That's a really good description because much better than mine that I had read, which was that West Village is inside New York City. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> was that like a sexual thing you were trying that to? That was a sexual thing that, we, that, that, I, that I hinted at there, Sam. Oh, I mean, you, is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this sh- is why our podcast is rated explicit. <laughs> siblings getting explicit on the, on Taylor Swift discussions but it's yeah I mean that's, that's absolutely like, yeah, right okay home is way better than sex okay <laughs> home reference is way better than a sex reference yeah so that that's I I thought that was that was so unique that's um, good you still you still do it for me babe you know like even though she's mad at him no matter what he's he, you're she, home yeah exactly <gasps> So, and then we kind of get back into the the pre-chorus and the chorus. Um, the song, of course, just sort of like is her slowly repeating, we'd still worship this love, even if it's a false God, even if it's yeah. a false God, we still worship this love, which just leads you to believe like no matter what, she's going to go back to this, even if, and that's, this is where my alternate theory comes in. Um, my alternate theory about the song meaning is, that it's not about Joe, that it was about uh, somebody else and uh, and the relationship has, um, she knows it's not going to last and ultimately it doesn't last because of my, my, what I thought a false God meant, you know, like the fire analogy, you could leave, she's going to like leave that idea of a false God and it doesn't really matter. It's, it's not, it's not the end all for her. It's not the almighty. It's not the being. It's not what she chooses to worship. I actually, I don't know. That's just an alternate theory. I don't know if that's really what I believe, but I just wanted to bring that to the table. But I think actually, sense. no, it does. But Sam, I actually think it could still be Joe. Yeah. That like Joe at first was what she thought was saving her. Mm-hmm. It saved her from a lot. And she had to come to terms to say, Wait, you're right. Like you can't save me. Another person can't save me. Look at midnights. She's she's talking about like I have this amazing love and I still am kept up at night thinking about these awful relationships. I mean, this is where Good point. It, it, enter therapy. Okay. I think 
I I think maybe this was like a this is a song that marks like a turning point when she was just like, wait, I thought like you were gonna save my world, and it, it, that's a false god too. Like yeah. you don't save me. Like that's not what a person can do for for me. But we can both keep making mistakes and keep coming back to each other, and mm-hmm. we're gonna do that. Yeah. Fascinating. Woo! That that was it's a heavy song. And I know it's it sounds unique uh, lyrically. It's intriguing. Uh, the the religious connotations is so fascinating. She she sings about God in other songs. Right. But she uses religious connections in a lot of her music. Yeah. Not so. It's it's not yeah. the first time we've heard it for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm thinking. Don't blame me. Lord oh. save me, my love oh. is my mm-hmm. baby. You know, I was I was thinking karma is a god. I was yes. thinking uh, state of grace and holy ground. Yes, holy ground. I was right. thinking our song when she before I say amen, asking God if he could play it again, and then we oh, could talk yeah. about soon you'll get better when she literally talks about praying. Um, and but this is this is less a literal like. I am a Christian song and more how she uses Christian themes uh, to compare this relationship and this love and this romance. Fascinating work, Taylor. Bravo. Clap, 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 clap. That's the train and us clapping. Uh, Okay, Rach, that is all I have on my thoughts for False God. I'm very curious. How is your cocktail? Oh, Sam, you drink a lot faster than I do. It's it's excellent. You're finished. You need another. I do. Uh, I'm a, I made I'm, I made I'm plenty of rose syrup so I can make yeah. make more after this. I need to come down from this discussion and that will, you know You need to calm down. <laughs> I, I mean, Is that next week's song? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, I'll, I'll do that about. one, but that one does not fall on the top of my list. So, um, you know, I think that wrap up another episode. It sounds like you want to find out what we are doing next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to start researching and uh, thinking about my cocktail you know, pairings. So. We are four episodes in. Sam, it's crazy to think that this podcast thing would work, but... We, have, we, 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 we are having fun. Um, we were crazy to, we were crazy to think, think. And yeah. were we stupid to jump? Uh, we, I don't, I don't know. know. But let's keep going. Let's do it. Uh, okay. So what are we doing next week? I thought about not telling you, but they say the road gets hard and you get lost when you're led by blind led faith. Led by blind faith. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Here's what I'm thinking, Sam. I want to go. I really love a lead song and an album. Okay. Oh, like a track one? A track one. I want to okay. go with a track one. And I've been going back and forth. I was curious if we should meet at midnight. Ooh. But we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. You're um, toying with me. I am. I am. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, what do you say we say yes instead of no? Saying yes instead of no. <laughs> you want to do... do good and be on some new shit? 
we're gonna we're gonna get on some new shit. We're gonna do the one. Yay! We're diving into folklore. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, folklore evermore tracks are it's about time. We, we my go into folklore true evermore. love. Yeah, we're we're gonna leave behind some of this like sexy time. Okay. And we're gonna dive in to some really like strong, interesting lyrics of oh, folklore. So can't wait. Good choice. Okay, more on that next week. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think this feels like a good time to ask our listeners, our little swiggies, for a little favor. If you guys are enjoying our conversations and our cocktails, if you're loving this as much as we are, um, we would love to hear it from you. Um, You hear it all the time, but it really does help a podcast to have reviews, preferably five-star positive reviews. Of course, we're not going for perfection here. We don't have any false gods here. Sam. No false gods. Um, but, you know, why not go big, right? right? So give us a review, if you could, on whatever streaming platform you're listening uh, to us on. Share with your friends. Share our podcast with, with your mom. Moms love us. We've, we found <laughs> out. Aunts Hi, mom. love us. Um, please follow us on social media, Instagram and TikTok, at Swift and Swigs Podcast. We post fun content of our discussions, our video conversations, our cocktails, um, blooper our reels. poll question. Oh, yeah, the polls. So make sure you answer the poll if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, do you hear what? – what is it? <laughs> I'm still in love with you. Yeah, do you still – no, it's like <laughs> – at the end Lo- of Fall Sky. Love you. Still love, love you. you. Love you. Um, Tell me if you hear it. You do. Basically, you we just want to, we want, we want feedback from you. Uh, we, Rachel and I, the siblings are doing this because we love to discussions with each other. Um, but the fact that we get to, to upload it and then put it out into the world um, for you guys is, is a lovely thing. And so we would just love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. So again, please review us, answer the polls. Uh, yeah like and subscribe all that fun stuff um let us know what you think and thanks for listening to swift and swigs with sibs we love having you i'm rachel and i'm sam and sam i just can't talk to you when you're like this um also same time next week sam one cocktail one cocktail deep yeah same time next week sounds good cool cool hey cheers 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 swiggies cheers swiggies